0: An excerpt from the letters of Jeddah son, written for her children. This is not the first time we've been forced to leave our homes behind us. Nearly 50 years ago, before most of us, including myself, were born, we lived in a different place, way to the west. There, on an island blanketed in colourless fog, our parents and grandparents lived in a town called Bristol. We didn't need to wear our veils there. Our eyes were perfectly suited to the shifting shades of the mist. But tragedy came. Essing, the remnant that guarded the island, began to fall apart, crumbled like soft rock before winter waves. Our people decided to leave. They crossed an ocean to reach the shadow, braved the territories of unknown remnants. You'll doubtless hear the stories from that journey as you grow older the crossing of the River of Glass, fending off bats with the wingspans of eagles, the endless demands of the remnant Venatus, Eventually, they crossed the Green Shimmer and reached the sharrow. They found a home on the edges of the cliffs. The wind was relentless, the earth bare and the river frozen. But crops could be grown and animals fed. There were bricks with which to lay foundations. And over time, in the murmurations of bright birds and the wildflower meadows of spring, the shadow revealed its own beauty. The stories say that nearly 300 people attempted that journey, but less than a 100 of them survived. Ree was one of them, a soldier who became a leader, who became a hero. She led the way, pushed people when everything seemed lost. She was the reason that any of them made it here. This time, I'm the one that everyone is looking to. I don't carry a sword. I can't fight or defend people the way that she did. I'm not always sure that I'm... I re-helps where she can. But I'm not always sure that the kinds of decisions she made then, that she pushes us towards now, are the right ones. I'm glad of her guidance, of course I am, but I'm also worried about where it might lead us. We're not all soldiers like she is. Welcome to these flimsy rituals. Joining me today is Ryan Evans.
1: Hi, I'm Ryan, and you can find me at BrainXRay on Twitter. Thryn Henderson.
0: Hi, I'm Thryn,
2: and you can find me at Thayrin.
3: Steve Martin. Hi, I'm 1972 Emmy Award winner of Outstanding Writing and a Variety series, Steve Martin. You can find me at purple underscore Steve.
0: And Elizabeth Simones.
4: Hi, I'm Elizabeth. You can find me at Sea Games.
0: And I'm Adam Dixon. You can follow me at, at T-Dixon. And you can follow the podcast at Flimsy Rituals. Okay, um, so I thought this session it might be a good idea to start by going over beliefs, uh, just to kind of recenter us and remind ourselves what these characters are fighting for. Does anyone want to go first?
3: Sure. So, Briss's beliefs, her... So situational belief is, I saw people die to protect the Sharrow. I want to know it was worth it. She also has, I fight so that Corrin doesn't have to. And nobody gets to decide my path.
1: Okay, cool. Uh, Venz's beliefs. I, as son, Corrin, shows greater potential. He must get Briz on side. He uh, must find out what happened to the Sharrow and heal whatever's gone wrong. And he must never give his life for somebody that doesn't respect the remnant. And Belka?
2: Belka's beliefs are currently most important, the weaver's tale must be unwound, long-standing my story won't be told to the stones, and an interpersonal belief of choose careful words for Vens pulling together or apart.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot that last one. I hope, like, nothing goes down between you and Vens.
2: I hope everything goes down between Belka <laughs> and Vens.
0: This is going to be a bad story. Um, and Chala.:
4: Chala's beliefs are to protect the Weaver as they gain back their strength, to be Belka's teacher, because Belka doesn't know much about the world, and most importantly, that the most interesting things are the ones I've been told not to look at.
3: Nice. I love that last one so much.
4: Me too.
0: Okay, um, so one of the things that I've managed to do between sessions was actually hammer out my principles. So, they are... Show the world's wild growth. Address yourself to the characters, not the players. Make your move but misdirect. Make your move but never speak its name. Give them the sun, make them fight for the moon. Make the weird human and the human weird. Give things space to breathe. Ask provocative questions, build on the answers. Sow seeds in the darkness too. Sometimes disclaim decision-making, be a fan of the PCs, and let things die. Yeah, so like some of them were kind of borrowed from other systems which this thing's built on, so like there's definitely a few hints of Monster Hearts in there and also a few hints of Sagas of the Icelanders. So one of the things we discussed in like our little midweek get-together session was the idea of um, declaring intents for the session. So these are like personal things that you want to get out of the session that are not necessarily tied to your character. So for me, I think my intent for this session is to like drive the action forward.
1: I was actually just about to say I'd really like to see Venn's Weaver spell. Maybe just see what that's like. Cool.
3: Um, I think not necessarily a, a Briss thing, but more a, a me thing. I think I need to be going along with stuff and encouraging conversations between her and other characters instead of just walking off all the time. Sure.
2: I mean, in fairness, brist Storms Away is one of my favourite memes. This <laughs>
3: <now>. <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean, don't, don't totally change your character. But yeah yeah, 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 might as well just put that on your character sheet. Make an Walk away at any point. Does anyone else have anything? Or
2: Not in terms of character, but in terms of just a personal desire. I definitely want to start, I think, seeing some of the weirdness of the world. Cool.
4: I'm not certain that I have any extra intent, like, personally or for Chala, because I think the main goal of look at the things I'm not supposed to has been interesting enough.
0: Yeah, I think that's fine. Vens, Belka, and Briss, um, your scouting party along with Calvin and Shu, has reached the bottom of Veskal, the mountain that towers over the shadow. I think I'd like to open on a scene where you are kind of stood around the base of the mountain, taking a short break. Like you all kind of stood around, sharing a quick sip of water, maybe some stew from a flask. And on the floor in front of you is the corpse of a fox. Its fur has turned blue with the cold, and it's. It seems like it's been here for a while. It, it's. It's really thin. It looks like it's starved, and its flesh is like slowly falling off its bones.
3: Well, that's a a good omen. Um, let's get moving. We can't we can't sit around for for long.
1: Cool. Is anyone else doing anything? I think I'm just admiring the fox, thinking about everything in relation to the sharrow. You know, thinking about how life revolves around it, and how eventually things die and release their energy back to the sharrow.
0: I guess um, this seems kind of unnatural to you. I, I imagine this time of year, like the foxes, kind of come to camp school. They probably feed on, like, the migratory birds that come over winter and, like, lay their eggs here. So, like, the fact that one's starved is a little bit weird. Like, as you look at it, you realise that nothing seems to be eating it.
1: Hmm. Obviously, there's a lot of unusual things happening the way the shadow is right now. Hopefully we can figure out what's going on with it. Is Belka doing anything in a minute?
2: Belka has their face pressed right into the side of the fox. <laughs> like, oh <my> like, <laughs> like, like one ear. Just, it's quite awkward because of the horns, obviously. But one ear pressed right up in its side, uh, listening to its stories.
0: And is it saying anything?
2: It died. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I think that is honestly genuinely Venza's reaction <laughs> if it <laughs> came out and said,
0: that. "Um, sure." It's just is like. Uh, don't want to say a normal thing, but like... It's like, like a you traditional have a super, thing. Yeah. Do you have like a supernatural ability to actually listen or is it just more like...
2: No, no. It's, it's like a, a witnessing of the words leaving a body, like the story being over. Someone has to listen.
0: Sure. Um, I think the words that left this body left long ago and it's just like the faintest of whispers. And one of the things you notice um, as you've got your face pressed to the side of this font, I guess, like your cheek is almost like rubbing the snow. Is you can like see the um, where the fur is kind of like touching the ice, and where it's touching the ground, and like touching the snow, you can like see um, the icicles like slowly forming up its flank, almost as if like
1: the snow is growing moss-like up its body.
3: Are we ready to move. Everyone, good.
1: There's nothing left for us here. Let's keep going.
3: The caves can't be far. I think, I think they're on the other side of other side of the trees up there. It sounds like you're um, doing a new move. Yes, yes, I got a, a new move, Survivalist, uh, so I can declare a feature of the wilderness around me. So yeah, uh, I think Briss is actually pretty calm at the moment. So I'm going to roll calm, or oh, peaceful, sorry, peaceful. There we go. So what does your move do? So I can declare a feature of the wilderness around around me. On a 10 plus, it's there as you described it. On a 7 to 9, it's there but different, changed, or dangerous to get to. <laughs> So, I guess at least it's there, <laughs> so that was a nine yeah.
0: okay, cool. so yeah, you lead your little party ahead through like the last line of the trees like the um of the Koak trees, and as you uh, move to the edge of the trees, you can see ahead of you like raised in the cliffs, maybe twenty feet above you up up a slope, you can see one of the entrances to the to the caves, but in order to get there. There's like a shelf of rock, like a um, a slope of rock that kind of crawls its way up the side of the mountain to the caves. And most of the way through, it's fine. But it looks like um, halfway up where the rock sort of narrows, like one of the shelves has slid down under the, under the weight of the ice.
3: Hello, it's not going to be a problem for us to get up there, but at some point we're going to have to bring wagons and families up here. Uh, should we split up and in both directions along this shelf? See if we can find a better way.
1: If you think it's wise.
3: We don't have to go far. Just walk for half an hour if you find somewhere. Start walking back. It's not like we can lose each other. It's a pretty uh, distinct landscape feature to follow.
1: Then I'll head on.
3: Okay. Uh, Callan, you're with me. Shu, with Vens. Belka, do whatever you want.
1: I'm going to head towards the um, the east. Because I kind of want to see if there's anything happening. Maybe if I can see something happening to the border of the sharrow because I feel like we're getting close to that region.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, so I just follow the shelf west to try and find a more sensible way up. And um, who are you going with Belka?
1: I'm
2: absolutely following uh, Briss and Callan.
3: Briss strides off and sighs a little when, when she hears bells jangling along behind her. Okay,
0: um, so Vens, you head with Shu to the east. Um, Have you met Shu before?
1: I don't think I'm familiar with many of the people from the village by name. Obviously I, you know, may have visited, but I'm still not familiar with many of them.
0: So Shu kind of like sidles up to you as um, you're walking to the east and just kind of offers you a hand, like lowers his head a little bit and goes, hi, I'm Shu.
1: A pleasure, Vens. Which way are we going? We're just heading over on the east. Like Briss said, hopefully we can uh, find somewhere easier for the wagons to get to, even the people from your village.
0: So heading to the east, you exit through the edge of the forest and start walking along the mountain's flanks. It's kind of bare and cold here, and the wind whips across your body, and it's kind of chill. In the distance, like, the mountain rises
1: a little bit. Is that where you're going? I think, yeah, just following the ice shelf just to see if it... Breaks or a shallower path. Okay.
0: So you walk for about half an hour, and you manage to reach the top of this low rise. You're kind of level with the cave, but quite a way round from it. And from here you can see to Karn Ves, and you see back to where you've come from. You can also see, like, between Karn Veskel and Karn Ves, from here there's there's, like, a hidden little valley, and, like, sat in the valley is a lake. And it has, like, the most brilliantly clear water that you've ever seen. What would you like to do while you're up here?
1: Is there anything I can observe?
0: Yeah, so it sounds like you're maybe looking for a pay attention move.
1: Yeah, I think in this moment, like, Vens is looking out and seeing how wonderful the Shadow looks and, you know, remembering what it's like to be somewhere peaceful and calm, and, you know, I think he's feeling quite content. So. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a very good four.
0: <laughs> So you stand at the top of, of like, the small ridge of Karn and you start to look at the landscape around you. It's probably, like, early morning by the stage, and the sun is quite bright in the sky, and as, as you're stood there, a shadow falls over you. What do you do?
1: I look up to see what's causing it.
0: Um, in the sky, like circling above you and you, is a bird. The bird is massive. It's one of the eagles that that, that sometimes stay on this mountain. Um, it's probably got like a 20-foot wingspan, and it seems to be circling both you and Shu. Even from this distance, it, it kind of looks a little bit malnourished. It's
1: definitely not a flint hook, then. I'm going to point it out to Shu first and say that this isn't normal behaviour.
0: <laughs> Shu just kind of looks at you and goes, it is if it's hunting, and just starts to run back down the, the mountain. I guess we're off then. <laughs> I'm chasing after you. Okay, um, so, you're, so you're running down a mountain.
1: Yeah, well, as fast as I can go, I'm not... <laughs> I don't feel particularly athletic, but...
0: um. Do you want to make me attempt fate roll? Sure. Like, Shu is basically running ahead of you. Um. He's kind of, like, unslung a short bow from his back, and he's kind of notching an arrow.
1: Well, I can tell you that Ven's is pretty scared right now. <laughs> like... The birds are usually nice to me. Oh, a nine.
0: Okay, cool. So on a ten plus you do it, on a seven to nine you do it, but there's a cost. The MC can offer a worse outcome, a hard bargain, or an ugly choice. Um so as you're running towards the tree line, um, Shu stops, and he kind of like swivels the, the bow up to like shoot just as you run past him. Oh. You look back as you approach the tree line and and she is running towards you, but the eagle is fastly gaining on it. it. Looks like his
1: arrows missed. Um, gonna weave a little spell. Maybe just sort of thinking to myself what I want to achieve, and then I don't know, maybe some sort of hand action to encourage it out of me.
0: So, what what's your intent here? What do you want the spell to do?
1: Well, depending on the area that I'm in and what remnant I'm devoted to kind of affects how my spells are and what forms they take. So in the Sharo, Vens's spells sort of take on like the element of the wind. Uh, so I'm going to try and just bring up a big gust of wind to try and blow the eagle off course.
0: Cool. Uh, so you're not trying to harm it or anything? Just trying
1: to... Knock it off course. We'll get into the tree line. We're good to go.
0: Cool. Um, So when you use spirit to weave spells Say what you want to achieve Choose tags according to your bond with remnants Cool, we've done that Um, The MC will say how much spirit it will cost you Then roll Because this is just affecting one target It's just going to cost you one spirit
1: How am I feeling right now? Hopeful, I think i want to get this done so we can get out of here Uh, There's an 11
0: Nice, so you do it as the eagle is flying down towards Shu, it just kind of suddenly gets flung up, and it kind of, like, does a weird somersault in the air before regaining its balance. Shu just kind of runs straight to the tree line and runs past you.
1: And I'm off after that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's
1: go. I haven't got time to think about what just happened, but...
0: And it just kind of looks you in the
1: eyes and goes, Was that you? Must have just been, uh, good luck, my friend. Come on, let's get back to the others before we encounter anything else.
0: So are you denying that it was you in any way?
1: Yeah, I've, I, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't much. I don't think it is enough to really re- reveal to everyone that I can do this sort of thing. Cool. Um, Briss and Belka, where were
3: you going? Uh, we were following the ridge along to the west.
0: Okay. Um, so the three of you walk up the ridge as far as you can get before you get to the piece of the shelf where it's collapsed. If you're gonna get over this bit, it'd be it'd be very difficult without using ropes. Um did you want to read the area around you?
3: Uh yeah, that sounds like a sounds like a sensible thing to do. So it'd be pay
0: attention to the world around you. When you spend a moment to pay attention to the world around you, roll on a 10 plus ask three, seventy-nine, ask one. Or the other option would be to use your new hunter move and just declare effect, but it's up to you.
3: No, I think I think I'm going to I'm going to just read again. This is just I don't think she's that sure really. I think she's she's searching rather than reading. And I think she's still pretty peaceful at the moment.
0: You're probably pretty tired as well.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with peaceful. So that is a ten.
0: Nice. So you get to ask three questions. What's my best way out in past? How is blank vulnerable to me? Which enemy is the biggest threat? What if anything appears out of place? What's my enemy's true position? Is this going to get worse before it gets better? What's the history of blank? What superstitions exist about blank?
3: <laughs> okay, so what's the what's the best way past uh, specifically for for caravans?
0: So it's obviously this way up, and it occurs to you that your group did have some experience in building bridges, but that that'd be hard and probably take a lot more time than you have. There is another way, um, a little bit further down the path, there was a way to get up onto a shelf of rock a little bit higher than you, maybe like ten foot higher. It may be difficult to raise up all the, all the caravans that are high, but you might be able to like create like rope pulleys that would allow you up there.
3: Just quickly going back, how, how far is all this from the caves? We, you say we can see the caves from here, we're just blocked by this ridge, right?
0: Yeah. It also occurs to you that there might be other caves that you could try and find.
3: it's it's sort of just just occurred that we could uh, if it comes to we only need the caves for a temporary shelter we could leave the wagons down here and just bring the people up yeah definitely so ah, here we go right Uh, what's the biggest danger
0: where you are now I I think you can probably see in a distance further to the east where like the mountain comes out in like a little ridge you can see like the shadow of an eagle hunting that's probably your biggest danger
1: yeah your biggest danger
3: well, I mean, that's not really an immediate threat, as long as we stay on the trees, in these trees, or get to the caves quickly. Or, if we're in a large group, it shouldn't really threaten us. Um, and what's the history of history of this place?
0: Sure. Like, you only know the little bits told to you from your elders growing up and your parents, and the other trackers that are here. Khan Veskal and Khan Verse used to be part of a larger mountain range that kind of got split up when the Shadow formed a ridge around it. Um, so Khan Veskal lies within the shower and Khan Verse lies within a different territory. Not many people live on a the mountain. There are rumours of like some people living this way, like a few hermits and things like that, but, but there are rumours that there are people that live under the mountains. You've never met them, and you're not sure whether you know anyone that has, but like there's always like rumours that some people live within the mountains itself.
3: Okay, well, that's just that's just stories. I'm gonna call back to Belker and uh, Belker and Callan and say I can't find any way for the, for the wagons to get up, but I guess if we leave them here, we can take the people up to the caves. Should we just quickly uh, head up and check the caves out, make sure they're safe?
0: Wilke, what were you doing while, while Briss was looking at this stuff? Looking at mountains. What were you paying attention to on a mountain? Like, what interests you?
2: I am looking at
0: rocks. Big ones or small ones? Small ones. Small okay, rocks. Okay, cool. So as you're kind of, like, leaning down, like, a boot just kind of kicks a rock that you're about to pick up. Um, When you look up, you see Calan kind of just stood near you. Sorry.
2: Mm, there will be more rocks. But only one of you. Hello.
0: Hey, uh, aren't you going to let us sleep?
2: Maybe when we die.
0: He looks, like, indescribably tired. Like a heap of tired muscles that's just somehow keeping itself together. Oh no. He keeps looking back towards where the storm is. Like, an incredible nervous energy about him.
2: Uh, stand up and brace him a little bit on the shoulders just in case he falls down
0: hey no i'm okay and he just kind of like pushes you away and just like kicks another rock and he just goes quiet
3: are you two coming or what
2: uh, i'm just gonna make a, a questioning face at Callan.
0: He, he sighs like and just starts following
2: i'm gonna get that last rock that got kicked away and then i'm gonna follow them
0: <laughs> are you doing anything while you're following them
2: i'm gonna poke Callan in the back <laughs>
0: Are you trying to, like, get a sense of him into this, what's happening, or are you just...
2: I think I just don't like grumpy Callan. <laughs> Gonna poke him until I get a response.
0: Just leave me alone.
2: Mm, if we leave you alone, you might fall asleep here and be eaten by an eagle. So,
0: I will not.
3: <laughs> just... Uh... Callan, make sure your bow's strong, by the way. Keep an eye on that thing.
0: He kind of looks at you and kind of, like, snaps to more attention than what he has been given and just kind of, like, starts looking at it.
3: And, like, dropping back
0: to be next to Belkis, there's just so many people down there. What if we can't find a place for them? But we will. Just kind of gives you a questioning look and says, why are you so sure? What gives you so much hope?
2: Well, we will be in a place and we will be people. So... And then just shrug.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we would get out of this one. He says, and then just, like, picks up his pace.
2: Well, I'd better go faster, then, and poke him in the back again.
0: Oh, <laughs> no. Poor
1: Calan. Almost feel sorry for this, dude.
0: So, Chala. Yep. I think you spent most of um, the evening guiding this wagon with Arkan Arkin's kind of in the back, having a snooze, but keeps waking up and giving you, like, bits of advice. As the evening ends and the sun starts to come up, Ioff comes to, like, relieve you from driving a wagon. So Ioff is about, like, five foot eight. He's, like, slim, maybe, like, early 20s. He's got light brown skin, and he's, like, wearing clothes that are... Most of the clothes he wears, like, are just not suited to this kind of climate. But he's wearing, like, kind of, like, light fabrics, and then he's got wearing one of, like, the villagers' fur parkas, like, over the top of it, somewhat reluctantly. And and he comes to, like, relieve you of riding the wagon. Where are you going?
4: Probably back to the weavers to sit back in the comfy furs with Corin.
0: Okay. Um, as you get down, one of your sort of falls out of your pocket and rolls, bounces a little bit on the stones and, like, rolls a little bit forward.
4: After it! After it! Okay.
0: Um, you run after it. Like, it, it doesn't roll far, but you run to pick it up, and by the time you pick it up, the wagon's past you.
4: After it! After it!
0: <laughs> and you realise that. The Weaver's Wagon wasn't meant to be the last one, but for some reason it is now.
4: Oh, that's not good.
0: Yeah, you look back over the column and you can count that there were five wagons up ahead, um, and there were six of them.
4: (gasps) Do I see it behind us? Like anything?
0: The snow's pretty heavy right now. I I don't think you can see it from, from here.
4: Okay, try and decide which adult to go to. Or just to grab Corin and run away and try and find it. I think I'm going to go for an adult. Okay. I'm going to go find Rhi. Because she was in charge when I went up and tried to sneak away with all of the people going on the adventure.
0: Cool. I think Ree will be, like, in the lead wagon. And she she's kind of like an old warrior. Um, So she's a little bit slow now. But she's, she's in, in charge, if you want to. Yeah. Cool. You run to the front of the caravan and at the front you find... Ree sat in one of the carts, um, her sister for her is leading it, and she's sat in the back just kind of, kind of snoozing.
4: Run up, shouting, Rhee, Rhee
0: She kind of, like, opens her eyes and kind of looks at you. What do you want, girl?
4: We've lost one of the carts! There's only five now! There were six! There's only five!
0: It's like, a look of, like, panic in her eyes, and she just kind of, like, she jumps down from the back of her cart. What, what, what do you mean? And just starts, like, walking towards the back. Who, whose cart is missing?
4: Uh, whichever one was after the weavers. I don't remember whose they were, but I know we had. I know there were six and now only a five.
0: I am Saval she-, she starts like shouting as she like approaches the back. Then either there's no response. Um like other people in the in the column have like paid attention at this stage. People have like starting to gather around her to see what's see what's going on.
4: I, I can't I couldn't see them.
0: Damn. She kinda of, like like pats you on the head and goes well done, Chala. Then starts walking to the front, um, and you you see like Jeddah move to intercept, and you see those two talking. They seem to be like discussing what to do.
4: Are we going to go after them?
0: Are you interrupting their conversation?
4: Yeah, totally.
0: They, they they both kind of turn around to you, and like Re just goes, "No, we've got no time. All the damn hunters are gone. We we can't send anyone out after them. Keep moving."
4: But we can't leave them.
0: Ree's not listening to you. She's made a decision. Jada looks down. You can see, like, there's this moment of, like, this indecision in her face as to whether to, like, leave her child and go, but, like, she just kind of looks at you and goes,
4: <sighs> We have to do something!
0: And send who? Who can risk their life? Everyone here's got families. We can't... We've just got to pray or catch up.
4: How will they find us? We can't even see them.
0: She just kind of, like, leans, kind of puts herself to your height, like, I don't know, child. Sometimes... Things happen that are sad things, and and there's nothing you can do to fix them. You'll only make them worse. I think some of the village kind of saw this, and there's like, there's like a sense of indignity to it. People are kind of very annoyed that no one's going after them. But I think also no one is volunteering.
4: Right. Okay. Where's Corrin?
0: Corrin's still in a weaver's car asleep.
4: Okay. And... Ayov is only just not a child.
0: Um, Iov is like early twenties. Oh, but he's also like not of the village.
4: Oh, okay. Chala is going to run to her grandmother, and explain everything, and see if there's not another way, because her grandmother is the wisest person that she knows.
0: Okay. Uh, what are you saying to her?
4: What do we What do we do? Can't we go after them? I have strong legs. I can go.
0: She kind of smiles and goes, That you do, child, but it's not its not about your legs. I, I don't know what to tell you, child. If there were volunteers, they could go, but everyone who could go has gone up ahead, and you can't ask someone to, to risk their lives for us. You can't demand it of them. it will be fine, Charla. They'll catch up to us, you see.
4: If we can't go and get them, how do we make sure we don't lose anyone else?
0: I think Tamil looks you, like, straight in the eyes and goes, We can't ensure that, Chala." I'm sorry about this, but what we're doing, where we're going, fleeing a home, you're going to have to prepare yourself. I don't want to quench your spirit, but sometimes you need to learn that you can't fix everything. and just kind of like holds you in like a hug.
4: Char's going to probably wipe away tears and nod her head, and then head back to the, the weaver's cart to make sure it doesn't fall behind.
0: Okay, so you head back to the weaver's cart at the back of the queue. And Ayav still has the reins, like, leading the oxen.
4: Well, I think Charla's gonna talk to Corin and Iov and the Weaver, who will most likely not respond.
0: <laughs> I, I think as, as you woke up, Ayav, like, looks up at you and goes, What's wrong, little girl?
4: We've lost a cart and three people, and no one's going to get them.
0: Wipe away your tears, little girl. They will freeze in this cold. A cart is missing?
4: There were five carts, or six carts, and now there's only five.
0: He just kind of looks behind him and goes, Strange, I thought they'd gone ahead of us.
4: They don't seem to have.
0: And and what are they doing about this cart?
4: Nothing. No one will. No one's going.
0: You just abandon your, your families like that?
4: That's why they won't go.
0: What What do you mean?
4: Grandma said if anyone went for them, they'd be abandoning their families here. I don't know what to do about it.
0: I think I have, like, kind of, like, stops the car and, like, jumps we down. We can't
4: let this one stop!
0: It will be fine. We we will catch up and just, like, shouts uh, down the line, um, shouts for Arken to come. It seems to me that family worth little, little girl, if you don't look out for each other. These villagers, scared of storm like this, and just kind of, like, laughs.
4: Have you seen worse storms? Uh. Worse.
0: No, but you've seen storms before, right?
4: Not ones that screamed.
0: But you've seen storms before, right? Yeah. And you've lived through storms. All of them. Well, yeah. Then why break that tradition? Storms haven't killed us so far, they're not going to kill us now. And just starts heading out into the storm.
4: Is Corrin nearby?
0: And I think Corin's kind of like asleep with the Weaver
4: grabs Corrin and follows. Oh,
0: God. Briss, do you have any hold over Corrin left? Did you have any from last session? Did you roll a one? Did you
3: roll one hold or three hold?
4: I think it was one hold. Can you remember, Briss?
3: Um, f- as far as I'm aware, it says uh, at the start of the session I can roll, if he's in my charge, which he is absolutely not.
0: Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yes, yeah, so if you're away, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. I think mean, it's like the first time in a session that he's in your charge, you roll. So if there was anything left from last session you could use it, but if there's not anything left?
3: Uh I I don't think there is.
0: Cool. Okay, I think in that case, um you just kind of like grab Corin and he just kind of mumbles like sleepily as you like drag him into into the snow.
4: Yeah.
0: I have looks concerned for a minute. Ex- he like looks at you and then looks at like uh Corin and then sighs and goes, Hand girl, we don't want to get lost. Okay. And you, you head out into the snow. <laughs> This
3: <laughs> is the worst idea, idea ever.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but they're crocodiling, so it will all be fine.
3: <laughs> Has everyone got their high vis high vis vest on?
4: I mean, I've got um a red, highly embroidered parka.
0: Uh Briss and Belka, are uh, you were trying to climb up the mountain or like make your way up
3: the pass? Yeah, we we were headed headed towards the caves.
0: Um, which way were you going over? Were you going back and climbing up the shelf, or are you trying to get over the bit that's fallen down?
3: Whichever's whichever's the quickest way. Uh Um the bit that's fallen down. Sure. head, head back that way. Bruce has probably got a bit of distance on, on the other two, especially as uh as Callan's being a bit of a being a bit slow and curmudgeonly.
0: I think he's probably sped up since you commanded him. Like I think realizing that he's got a job to do has sped him up a little bit. Cool.
3: I, I can uh, I can respect that.
0: Okay, um, so ahead of you, the path just kind of plummets suddenly. Sort of like fifty feet down is is the ground. How how far are we from the caves at this point? I think you're about halfway there, probably. So, like, I imagine it's probably like like a fifteen minute walk up to this bit, and then probably fifteen minutes to the caves.
3: Um, can I see back to where we were originally to see if uh, Vens and Shu have? Come back yet? You can't see them. Can't see them. Okay. And how wide is this ravine?
0: Like how wide is the gap between two pieces? Or like it's about in... ten foot.
3: Oh, so 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 we can go around it.
0: If you went round it, it'd add quite a while, like an hour or so, maybe two to your trip.
3: Yeah, this is this is inconvenient. Um, I just wanted to see if we could get out there quickly. Um, I told the others to to come back uh, after half an hour of walking. So I don't want to get too far gone in case they go past where we where we originally split up. So I'm gonna to turn to the others and say sorry, we we're gonna to have to go back. We've we'll have to bridge this some somehow, but we need to we need to find the other two first. Uh Callan, you got any ideas? Belka, I don't suppose you know anything about making bridges.
2: I've seen bridges.
3: That's great. Callan?
2: There are three. Why why all go back? If a bridge bus be made, do both.
3: Um, I'm going to look up at the sky and see where that eagle was.
0: Um, It seems to be down like the bottom of the ridge. Uh, it seems to be like hovering over some trees, like a low forest. It's quite, it's quite a way away.
3: Okay. Belka, you know the way back. Do you want to go and find the others, and Callan and I will see if we can find a way to cross this?
2: Yes, yes. Good, yes.
0: Oh no. <sighs>
3: <laughs> cool. If you get in any danger, I don't know, make a lot of noise. We'll probably hear you.
2: Velka <laughs> just laughs and, like, shakes their whole head. Like a cacophony of bells and glass and tinkling.
3: Just, just, just don't get in trouble, okay?
2: Velka's gonna lean right over to Callan and go, She does not like jokes. Good luck.
0: <laughs> Callan just kind of, like, smiles a little bit and. I know.
2: <laughs> right, Baker's gonna pat bris- briskly on the arm. It's so so serious. Build your bridges. Have fun. I'll be fine. And then uh, start heading down towards the trees, I guess. Cool.
1: Vens, what's happening with you? I think we're skirting along the the, the edge of the tree line just, obviously just in enough, but sort of heading back west now.
0: Um, so yeah, you head um, back through the small copse of woods Shu's staring up a lot like he, he's kind of like pointing out where the eagle is whenever whenever he sees you reach the edge of this copse of woods and you realise that there's like a break maybe of like 100, 200 metres before you get back to the tree line um, where you originally came from like there's a break in any sort of cover
1: Could Shu maybe ever have an attempt with his bow? Maybe would like to encourage that first.
0: Not from in here. Um, there's too many branches.
1: Can I see if there's any other way around, or anything I can use to distract it?
0: Sure, you could uh, read a situation. Or pay, pay attention to the world around you.
1: Yeah, let's do that.
0: So, when you spend a moment to pay attention to the world around you, roll plus an emotion on a 10 plus ask 3, on a seventy nine ask 1. How are you feeling right now?
1: Hmm, I think... Obviously, I want to just get back to the group because that's where I know we'll be safe, but a little helpless. I don't want to, you know, rely on the shadow again to help get out of this this quandary, but if I have to, I'm gonna need to do it. So, yeah, a little scared, I think. Eleven.
0: Nice, so you get to ask three questions.
1: Okay, so first, I'd like to know what is the best route to those trees?
0: I think you've got two options here. Like the best, most direct route is just through the clearing. There's not a lot of terrain there. It's the quickest, um, but the most dangerous. Like it occurs to you that if you skirted back through the trees you could maybe find like another way around with like a bit of cover, but it'd probably like add a few hours to your journey.
1: Yeah, I think that'll be a bit too long, I think. Was it one of what, what is my enemy's weakness?
0: Um, how is blank vulnerable to me?
1: Yeah. That's what I was going for.
0: So I think the eagle is, like, too quick through the air for, like, Shu to definitely hit. I think it's weaving, manipulating, uh, like, the spirits of the shadow and the air in order to keep it at bay.
1: Okay, and then what if anything appears out of place? What are you focusing on right now? Like, your route through,
0: right? And the woods? Yeah. Okay, so this woods is made up of, like, trees, um, which are... These, like, kind of small for trees, maybe, like, grow to, like, 10 foot height, and a lot of the leaves and branches are at the top of the stem. They're kind of hardy and will grow anywhere. As you kind of, like, look around you, you realise that these trees, at their bases, are starting to, to, like, fossilise and carbonise, and instead of, like, the deep wood colour, they're turning white with flecks of grey and black in them.
1: Well, I have to weave a spell, I think. I think what I'm going to try and do is create like a big crosswind, just sort of above the clearing, just to give us enough time to get across. Again, I don't really want to harm the eagle, just give it enough to get it off course, not able to swoop down at us.
0: Um, How are you feeling?
1: A bit annoyed now. <laughs> like, why would I take the hint and just go somewhere else? I think that would be mad, I think. That's a seven.
0: That is a seven. So, pick two. You take one more harm or trauma. You unravel. The spell has side effects. The tagged remnant calls in a bond or gains a bond on you.
1: Okay, well, I would certainly not like to unravel, so I'm not going to pick that one. (laughs) Um, I'm going to spell has side effects. Okay. And the tagged remnant calls in a bond or gains a bond on me. Cool.
0: So yeah, you spend the moment like building up this like crosswind, um, that starts buffeting the sky above you um before breaking for it. You and Shu kind of running across the open terrain. Like kinda side by side. I think Shu just kind of sticks with you. He seems to get the sense that you're a person to stay with. I think the side effect, as you make it across to the, to the other end, is kind of, like, twofold. One is that Shu definitely realises that you're doing this. I don't think there's any way that he can not. You're kind of concentrating and doing stuff to keep the winds going, and I think he realises that this is a thing that you're doing. And it's confirmed when you get to the end and just kind of collapse out of exhaustion on your knees once you make it into a tree line. And as you collapse onto your knees, like I think you just kind of black out. And you're suddenly somewhere else. You're suddenly flying um, above the shadow. You're you're kind of seeing the world through the eagle's eyes, and you can see like the bo- the small bodies of the two people running below you. You can see the terrain of the shadow running for miles, and at the edges of it, the the terrain of of remnants. And running through you, as like you saw above this, you you can just feel this great hunger. You can feel how the eagle is dying, how it's starving to death. You get a sense that this is derived from the Shadow. And you just get a message, sort of. Like, you, you kind of feel a message which is, I'm dying. Tend to me. The Shadow is calling for you. Oh dear. I
1: guess, but, uh. I mean, obviously, he knew something was going wrong, but this is obviously just confirming it.
0: So, um, Belka, um, you're working your way through this line of trees, uh, through the forest, um, to find to find Vens and Hugh. How are you feeling? What's on your mind right now? Mm,
2: curious, I think. But sort of, I guess, wistfully. It's a sad kind of curiosity about my friend Callan.
0: Okay. And what about your friend Callan?
2: He's clearly been a bit off during this portion of the journey, and I don't think it's necessarily just because he's very tired. Like, he seems worse off than everyone else quite deep down. And I feel bad for leaving him in the just wildly untender grasp of Briss.
3: How dare you. Fair.
0: So there's a move we could do here if we wanted, but I don't know if it's entirely applicable, which is um, read a person. Which is when you read a person on a 10 plus hold 3, 7 to 9 hold 1, spend hold 1 for 1 to ask, are you telling the truth? What are you really feeling? What do you intend to do? What do you wish I would do? How could I get you to blank? Like I feel like if you're reflecting on Callan, like this kind of makes sense to roll, because you can spend that hold at any point. So you could work out what Kalan is feeling now, and then spend hold later on to ask those questions as and when you need them.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's definitely how Belka is spending this walk.
0: Cool. You said you're feeling sort of curious and sad. Yeah. So which one do you think you're settling on with- for this roll?
2: I think it's a sad roll, because they... Definitely consider Callan sort of a bit of a friend, actually, and are having to come to terms with the fact that maybe this interesting, sorrowful secret is affecting someone they
3: quite like. Sure.
0: Okay, um, make your roll. That is a 10. That is a 10. Um, so you get free hold on Callan. Perfect.
2: Do I have to decide which ones I'm going to do now, or...?
0: No, so you can spend it any time. Yeah. Um, you could spend okay. one now and then, like, some later, or you could spend it all now. It's up to you.
2: Well, I feel like I could do an intuition of are you telling the truth on this walk.
0: Okay, so what, what did you want to know the truth about?
2: So we had a, a conversation last session where I think um, Belka was basically asking him whether he was okay, asking him sort of about his life, and... He'd said everything was fine, but he was just a bit tired. And that is obviously not true, but I want to know that it's not true.
0: Sure. Um, yeah. Callan has been different since he got back from being lost. So, like, Callan was one of the explorers that went south and kind of got left and lost down south and then, like, returned a few months later. He kind of, he's kind of said very little about what happened then. And I think there's, like, yeah, he was not telling the truth about not being okay because he's tired. He He's not okay for two reasons. One is, like, something there changed him. And the other is, even, even like, a lesser thing of that is that those two months away make him feel very different to the other people within the community. It's a little bit of, like, there's, there's the darkness in him, but there's also, like, that vulnerability of feeling like he doesn't quite fit in, like like his behaviours, his reactions to stuff, and not quite the reactions he had to stuff before he went away. Kind of like a distrust of his own self. What answers that then? Um, did you want to ask anything else in a minute, or...?
2: So, I think this is maybe observable behaviour in him, and so Belka has come to some conclusions on this work, and maybe uh, they're going to put those thoughts aside and save it for a face-to-face, I think.
0: Sure, sure. Cool. So I think you're like skirting through the trees, um, heading back to where you left Fens and Chew. And as you're like sort of walking along the edge of the, the tree line, you see two figures um, break break out from like a small copse of trees at the, at the base of the ridge to the east and run very, very quickly while an eagle circles above them um, to the tree line a little bit further south of you.
2: I'm uh, going to break into a bit of a trot, to see what's going on over there.
0: Okay. Yeah, you find them both kind of, like, a few metres into the trees. Um, Vens is kind of laid down on the floor, like, she was kind of, like, leant over him, like, a shoulder across him, just, just, everything's going to be okay, come on, you're fine, everything's going to be okay. And just kind of, like, looks up at you as, like, you approach. What do you do?
2: Belka's gonna slap (laughs) Vens.
0: This is how medicine works.
2: Medicine. Not really hard, just, you
1: know, a bit of a shock. Um. Is it hard enough to wake me up?
0: I don't think it snaps him out of it. I think you, like, lean down and hit him across the side of the face and nothing really happens. He kind of, like, lifts up his head a little bit and his eyes don't appear to be his eyes. Like, for, for a second, they seem to just be filled with the blue of the sky.
2: Okay, I'm going to make note of that and file that away for later pondering. Is the eagle still around?
0: Yeah, Um. so you look outside the trees and you can see that the eagle is still around, but it doesn't seem to be, like... So it doesn't seem to be circling or anything. It just seems to be like soaring high, high in the sky.
2: Okay, that's fine then. So ignoring all of this, Berk is going to turn to Shu. Uh, Briss sent me to find you. We found a path. I assume this is not one.
0: Not as far as I can tell. We went to the ridge to to have a look around and then and then the eagle came for us. I think whatever path you've found, it'll, it'll have to do. Which way is it?
2: They're gonna beckon for you to sort of take one of Venz's arms, sling him over their shoulders, point in the direction, this way.
0: you kind of like start heading back through the woods. Like it's kind of slow going, but you just between you, you can carry Vens and, and Venz seems to like be like semi-conscious and moves his legs. It's not like you're dragging him or anything, but he's definitely not with it. And as you get there, um, as you as you're walking up this path, you look back over the forest in the direction of the eagle. Well, you can still see it, like, soaring in the sky. And as you watch it, it seems to, like, slow a little bit. Like, his wings just seem to slow. And you just see see it, like, suddenly just lose all powers of flight and plummet from the sky to the earth. Oh, gosh. As the eagle, like, hits the ground, like, Vens wakes up.
1: (laughs) Great sound effect. have that one for free.
0: Like and and Ven's, you kind of look around you, and was Belka and the shoe, kind of like you're, you're kind of like being carried by them on their shoulders, and you're halfway up a path.
1: I think Vens is very disoriented and doesn't really know what to say or how to play this off. <laughs> I think he's going to uh, run with a bit of confusion for a little while, and
0: so I think one thing that would be appropriate here is I think definitely. You gain a bond on shoe um vents cause you got them out of a tough spot
1: okay, gotcha. chap,
0: okay, back over to the caravan, oh dear, you've probably spent like an amount of time that could be could be hours, could be ten minutes, like wandering through the snowstorm. It's really hard to work out how long things have been when it's just white and cold, and just the hand in front of you and and the hand behind you. The one ahead, like, cold and exposed to the elements. The one behind, wrapped in a thick glove.
4: This was such a bad idea.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You brought the other kid along with you.
4: Yeah. Wow. Um, Yeah,
0: we're going to have words. Um, So what are you you trying to do? I guess just trying to make it through the snowstorm and actually find these people?
4: Yeah, that. Cool. I think Charla... Is feeling somewhere between scared and really angry, but probably mostly scared. Oh dear. Okay, eight. Eight is good. Eight's not bad. I saw the one first.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So when you attempt fate roll on a ten plus, you do it. On a seventy nine, you do it, but there's a cost. The MC can offer a worse outcome, a hard bargain, or an ugly choice. Oh no. Um I think you press on through this through the storm. Um and it's getting worse and worse as you're going on. And there comes a point where without really realizing how or why, suddenly you're not holding hands for anyone anymore. Oh no. You just seem to be alone in the storm. And you know if you turn back, if you turn back the way you came, you you probably just about know your way back. They're, they're probably not far behind you, you hope. As you're thinking this, as you're thinking about turning back, um, you can see a light in the storm ahead of you. What do you do?
4: Yell, but move towards the light. But yell that I am doing that.
0: Sure. You can barely hear your own voice as you, lo- as you yell through the storm. Uh, there's, like, the sound of, like, this harsh wind everywhere and, like, a building cacophony of, like, screams and laughter and shouts. Oh, so weird. it this- has been growing louder as the storm picks up. Um, And as you pick your way forward, the light kind of illuminates a cart ahead of you. It seems to have been broken down in the storm, and as you get closer, you can see the cart seems to be half submerged. There doesn't seem to be anything leading it, but there are four figures sat on it. Four? Yeah.
4: Who who is it?
0: As you approach, you can kind of make some of them out. There seem to be, like, two adults and two, two children. As you get close, you, you, you recognize the two children as Aelin and Venwin. They, they kind of, like, hug you as you get close. Behind a frosted scarf and hood, you can see the face of Ven, who is... She's probably, like, in her early thirties. And she is the daughter of Savelle and the mother of Aelin and Venwen. What are you doing out here?
4: You... you got left behind. We came to find you.
0: I didn't think anyone would find us. I thought we were lost.
4: Well, you're not. We have to head. We have to go. We have to head to the others. What happened?
0: Why are you? Why are you here? Where? Where? Where are the hunters?
4: They went ahead to find caves. They're all gone.
0: And they sent a child. No. You shouldn't have come. And just kind of like, nods towards the figure, who's kind of sat holding a burning torch, which is where the light was coming from. I can't get him to leave, and I don't know my way through the storm. I don't. I can't just leave him here.
4: Well. I think it's time to go convince.
0: You head over and um you're met with Savelle. He's kind of a man in his late 50s. He's got like a greying beard and kind of like like eyes that have softened with time. He just kind of like stares at you.
4: I have the best idea.
0: Where did you come from?
4: I came from the others. I came to bring you back.
0: We need to wait for Irene. She went off the track. She's She's just behind us. She won't be long. And He just kind of like like starts staring back in the direction that they've came from.
4: Does this cart move?
0: Are you asking him or are you asking me? either From what you can see, the cart doesn't move It, it would normally, but it seems to have been covered with snow, and whatever was pulling it is gone.
4: Cool because I'm going to steal an idea that was in the chat okay about an hour or so ago about lighting the cart on fire as a beacon <laughs> okay if it doesn't move <laughs> maybe at least we can get Ayav and Corin to find us yep that's it like, okay well Aine won't be able to see us in this storm so how will she find us
0: Aine always finds a way
4: well, what if what if we help her what this this cart isn't going to move we could make a beacon we can make a large fire which will help her find us and will keep us warm
0: Kind of just like looks down and looks down at the cart, Sure. Yes! And just kind of like hops down and goes, I like your thinking, child.
4: Let's get anything important out of it first.
0: Then... And just kind of like points at Ven and the children to move some backs. And then holds holds the torch to the cart to try and get it to light. Oh,
4: please work.
0: <laughs> uh, do you want to make a tempt fight? How are yeah. you feeling right now?
4: I think still very scared. This entire, the screaming winds, having to convince adults, yeah, I think still very scared.
0: Cool. Have people been remembering to mark their emotions, by the way?
4: Absolutely not. Did they rolled them. Yes, this is my fourth one. Oh, you spike after yeah, this? Yeah, I, I spike after this.
0: Nice. We'll go over that in
4: a <gasps> Oh, no. Okay, eight. Eight.
0: Okay. So between you, you managed to um, set the cart on fire. It burns slowly at first, but then but then starts burning brighter. You you wait for maybe like ten minutes while while the thing burns. Um, after a little while, you see a figure approaching, and a smaller figure next to them. Phew. I off. I and uh, come find their way to you, and they look glad to to, to kind of see you and, and have found you. After another like ten minutes of waiting, there's still no sign of Aine. Ven and Saval seem to be in an argument about whether or not to leave. You can hear Savelle is saying something to Venn about I never left Savelle behind. He seems determined to wait for her no matter what. Um, what are you doing?
4: I think I might talk to Ayav to see what Ayav thinks about this. I'm not certain what's... what's right. I think we have to leave before the cart is done burning.
0: I don't know, little one. Your people are weird. We should leave. This this is not safe for us, but... What to do about your people? Why won't they see sense? I don't know. This, this seems strange. Waiting for your sister who has cared for you is one thing, but... Making your family wait? Who is this man? And he just kind of, like, looks very angry and just starts staring into the flames. Oh, good.
4: Excellent. More angry people.
0: I think at this point, like, Ven is kind of just, like... Squatting, huddling with her children, just holding them close.
4: I'm going to talk to Savelle.
0: And can't, he nods at you. That was a good idea, child.
4: I'm sorry it didn't work.
0: There's still time. Ain't always finds a way. She's always been here.
4: But not for your kids. Or for your grandkids. Or whatever the relationship is between you and those kids. Grandkids, yeah. And <laughs> but not for your grandkids. You can't... By being there for Aine, not be there for them, they're already here and they need to get to safety.
0: Um, that sounds like you're doing a move, if you like. It <laughs>
4: does sound like I'm doing all of the things!
0: Okay, Um. so we should um, do the other thing that is spiked out. Yes. So your scared is plus one and everything else is minus two. Um, Because of your move, you do mark experience, so you gain an experience point. Okay. So, whenever you roll now, you've got two choices. You can either keep using the spiked out emotion, so you can keep using it at plus one, and each time you do, like, you just remove one of those spikes. Or, you can use a different emotion at minus two, take one roll at minus two, and wipe out.
4: Well, I'm definitely gonna roll on scared at plus one. Just not as good as my normal plus two. But... Oh dear. Okay. So that's actually a 10.
0: Okay, cool. When you try and convince an NPC to do something you want, roll. On a hit, they do it and choose one. So you owe them tribute. You're going to need to give them something up front. You need to do a favor first, or you need to give a piece of yourself, body, or spirit.
4: What does you owe them tribute mean? I
0: think it depends on the situation. So in this situation...
4: Because like, what I would say in this situation is mm-hmm. instead of owing them tribute, that we owe Aine tribute. Hopefully she'll make it to us, but we'll put a page of the cookbook to be about Aine or something like that. But I don't know if I'd say that right out because that might scare the person. But that would be yeah. a thing that I would do eventually.
0: I think in this situation it might be, like, bigger than that. It might be, like... It might be, like, helping to look for I.E., e., or it might be, like, leaving a trail or something. Like, like not necessarily looking right now, but it might be, like, I'm going to come with you, but...
4: We can leave a trail of burnt wagon bits. I don't know how long that would stay for.
0: So, so you're trying to get them to come with you, right? Yeah. So it might be about, like, once this is over, like, you'll spend time with them. You'll listen to them talk about I.E., for example.
4: Yeah, I think that sounds good. Cool.
0: So maybe it is, like, maybe there's, like, some sort of superstitions, and you'll listen to them, and you'll maybe, like, put some stuff out. Wherever you end up getting settled, you'll put some stuff out that, as part of superstition, will draw a lost traveler to you.
4: Yeah. So basically they have a bond on me.
0: Yeah, in some ways. Yeah. Okay. So in this situation, um, your item tribute, I think, is they've got a bond on you, and, like, they might call it in for something like that in the future. He looks he looks round and then looks at you and... You're so much like Tamil. She always knew what was right. Just kind of sighs and goes, Do you know the way back? I can't I can't let them freeze out here.
4: We'll find our way back. Let's go. And grabs Savelle's hand. And then starts walking towards everyone else. With help from Iov, we start making our way back to the caravan. Is that another tempt fate roll?
0: I think it is. How are you feeling?
4: I'm probably not actually feeling very scared anymore, but...
0: Do we roll with something else and roll with minus two, if you're not feeling scared?
4: I know, but... Probably powerful. Like, appreciated or hopeful.
0: Yeah, make it roll.
4: Oh, gosh. So that's two.
0: Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. You press on through the storm... You've been walking a while, trying to trace your tracks, trying to find the caravan at the start. Like, Ayof seems fairly confident that he knows where he's going, but, but as time goes on, like, as you've been walking for about half an hour, he seems less and less certain. You seem to be within some trees, and then you seem to not be within trees anymore. You find a piece of what seems to be cloth that might, be, might have been discarded by the caravan, and then, like, the, there seems to be no trace of this caravan. And all the time, the snow is getting thicker. The wind is getting louder, and the wind is getting stronger as it as it whirls around you it, It's getting harder and harder to walk, like the snow is almost fully up your legs and as you're walking and as, and as the storm closes in, in around you, you hear in the distance a scream and it curdles right through the sky and, and it flashes across the landscape like a bolt of lightning and for a minute. The storm is silent and then the storm starts up again with hideous laughter.